y'all. My name is Lisa Nicole, independent country artist coming at you from beautiful British Columbia, Canada. Welcome to my podcast, where each week I and occasional special guests aim to inspire you both on and off the stage. Join us as I dig in deep into behind the scenes of my life, my music, my heart, the music business, and exclusive lifestyle and fitness tips. Now settle up and thank y'all so much for tuning in. Well, hello, you guys. I am Lisa Nicole, and I love singing coffee, horses, my kitty cats, CrossFit, nature, and well, all of you because you are here. Oh my God. Um, This is my second ever podcast. I don't really count the trailer, I don't think, but in this episode, I am going to brush on who I am, where I came from, how I've created a business in music, and how I got to where I am today. So this week, I'm going to pump out three episodes today, tomorrow, and the next day that we'll dig in a bit deeper. But where I came from, if we're going to start from the beginning of where I came from, well, born in Grand Forks, BC, raised in Castlegar, BC, both very small little hick towns. (laughs) I'm a true Kootenai girl. And although I've lived across Canada, in Vancouver, Toronto, in the States, in Nashville, I now reside back in the Kootenays. It's literally where my heart just feels the happiest. I grew up with CMT on our big TV in the background, like, you know, one of those like big, I don't know what they're called, like tube channel TVs mounted into a big wooden box. For those of you who don't know what CMT is, well, they used to have a whole channel dedicated to country music videos. Amazing, right? So nine years old, singing, man, I feel like a woman, Shania Twain, at JB's Karaoke Bar in Belfort, BC, another teeny little tiny town named Kootenays uh, with my mom. The next song up would be You're the One That I Want with my best friend Carmen Campin. She always sang the boy part, thank you Carmen, because she knew I just wanted to hog the good good girl parts. <laughs> but that was the first taste of what would be my entire life. At age 15, in walks teenage Lisa Nicole into her first dive bar. <laughs> and no, I wasn't sneaking in to get drunk. But my parents would drive me to three different jams every single week, you guys. The Arlington in Trail, Banjos in Kaskar, and the Legion in Roslyn. And I remember sitting up in that hotel room, doing my French homework in between sets. Jason would probably be there. We'd be going over songs. On that note, I remember the very first time I met Jason Thomas, both underage, outside a bar. (laughs) Again, not for underage drinking. Jason Thomas is who you will learn has been my guitar player for many years. And we did this for years, gaining our performance chops in smoky bars. And I'm talking, you guys, smoky bars. The ones you see in movies where you walk in and it's a cloud of smoke. That's literally what I was sing through. But I did it so that I could get better at singing and that's just where I got better. I have to say, I did really know at a very young age that I wanted to sing. And I tell you, when I was 16, I thought, by the time I'm 20, I'm going to be Taylor Swift famous. And then 20 rolls along and you're like, okay, well, maybe by the time I'm 25... But really, that is just not reality. Not at all. There really are no overnight successes, you guys. But, I mean, at age 16, I really had no idea the work this career entailed. After graduating high school, I knew exactly 
what I was going to do. Music, of course. So I graduated in 2011 from the Selkirk College Contemporary Music and Technology program with two vocal majors in songwriting and performance. And I left the nest and found one right downtown Vancouver in a questionable living situation, you could say, aka a Harry Potter closet with just enough room for a single bed mattress. And I had one of those like rods, shower rod that I put in between the walls to hang my clothes. <laughs> Anyways, so that didn't last long. How did I really get into the business side of things? Well, my goal was to start networking. So I paid $75 for a consultation with Mr. Rob Patty. Some of you who are listening will know him. And he introduced me to a vocal coach, Judith Rabinovich, who I must say turned out to be that amazing aunt with pink hair that I never had. <laughs> and after a few months of lessons, vocal lessons, I met her husband and producer, Bill Buckingham. Oh, and before I go on to the next chapter, I have to tell you, I did write a song in music school called Not Over You. Wrote it about a high school boyfriend, broke my heart, da-da-da. But I connected with someone in Vancouver who wanted to film a video, and wham-bam, it was fun. I did a video release party at the media club and what I did was I was like how could I fill this room so I went on the BC Country Music Association website and I kind of looked at a few bands and the Chris Buck band was the one that I chose paid him $400 to open for me <laughs> and you know what we've been pretty good pals since so y'all gotta check him out back to Bill Buckingham and Judith I started bringing in songs I wrote and Bill started to help me rewrite them and shape them up a bit. So songs on my album like Jack D was one of them and If You Say You Do. This is my first album by the way. Not only was Bill my very first producer to work with but uh, it was with Bill and Jason whom I made my first writing trip down to Nashville and we almost didn't make it so that's going in the next episode. We did more writing there and we recorded bed tracks for my EP Bed tracks just mean, you know, laying down the bass and the drums and guitar tracks and stuff. My debut EP, It Got Ugly, was six songs, four were co-written, and I recorded two from outside writers in Nashville. And what that means is there's so many writers down in Nashville, which even I did. You just go down there and you write, you live there, and you write songs, and you hope that other artists will record them. I recorded two songs from a couple songwriters, and this is, again, it's a whole other episode to chat about. So what was next? It was time to build a bigger team. Photo shoots, music videos, book tours, there's so much to do. And at this point, I met someone, not going to mention names, but she did help with guiding a lot of this. Um, that relationship did not end well, but she was helpful in a lot of ways. But let's just say we we're paying this person a substantial amount of money per month to help build my social media following, do my graphics, posters for my tours, etc. By substantial, I mean far more than should have ever been paid but I was young and naive and I just didn't know and when I say I I really mean my dad because he helped fund my entire debut EP with his retirement savings you guys thank god for my dad that combined with my savings from working we managed but really how amazing dad thank you <laughs> and in the meantime I started booking my first tour across Canada and in September of 2012 I attended my first Canadian Country Music Awards week which is where I met my radio tracker at that time, Lauren Tuddy and Joe Woods, another couple team that are so nice. I love them. Over three years, Lauren tracked six singles for me to country radio. I would pair these releases with music videos, lyric videos, tours across Canada, across BC and Alberta. And I did this all on my own. Coinciding with the radio station visits and interviews that Lauren would set up, it was a lot 
of work. My ambition was relentless. And FYI, my touring episode will be coming out this week too because there's no way I have time for all that right now. The last single I released from that EP was called Do You Like That, which all my music, by the way, is found on YouTube. I was still going to the CCMAs every year, networking, touring, writing, taking vocal lessons, and it was getting time to release new music. But to be honest, the money just wasn't there anymore. My dad had put everything he had into my first EP. So in 2015, I entered the BC Country Music Association Artist Development Program. The final performance, I had a great band behind me, Jason Thomas, Craig McLevine, and Sean Brown. And thank the Lord again, well, and my band, and possibly the years of hard work paying off, but I won. The grand prize package included two songs paid for, one song paid to radio, in-ear monitors, and all paid for artist entrepreneur program at Canada's Music Incubator in Toronto. This was huge, you guys, huge. So follow that up with the BC Country Music Association Awards performance and a whole new team for my sophomore EP. We recorded that record with Tom McKillop and Carly Savard, radio track with Adrian Locke, and oh my god, my graphic girl, Rockstar Bronwyn Parks from Feisty Creative. And that, folks, is in a nutshell how I got to where I am today. Touring and my Come Find Me CD will be in another episode. But right now, I am on a new journey and I am releasing my third album. And it's actually an album this time and not an EP. Seven songs that are all my own songs. Not one song on this album was someone else's story. Okay, well, I can't say it wasn't someone else's story, but it wasn't someone else's story that I didn't write. These stories came from my own experience, from watching my friends experience life. And you know what's crazy? I even pulled a song from about five years ago out of the good old song bank that uh, Jason and I wrote. One of the songs on this album, we literally wrote and recorded in one day. Four of them I co-wrote in Nashville, and one of them I wrote with my dear friend, Beth Marie Anderson. What makes this record even more special is having a very, very long time music partner of 16 years. Sorry, I'm aging us. Jason Thomas, be a huge part of it. He co-wrote three of the songs and did multiple guitar tracks and background vocals on the whole album with me. He was there for the entire recording process of this album. By the whole process, I mean even riding shotgun with me every single time we drove to record. And that was like about a four-hour drive each way, you guys. So, I mean, we're used to each other by now. We're kind of like that brother and sister that like want to kill each other every once in a while. But we're good. No, it's, it's good. Good, good. <laughs> so here I am getting ready to release my third EP. And I thank you guys so much for following me on this amazing, crazy, hard a fun journey and thank you so much also for listening to my very first podcast all about how I got started and where I am today especially if you made it all the way to the end kudos to you (laughs) in the next episode coming out tomorrow I'm gonna tell you all about how I've been going to Nashville for the last six years the people I've met written with my red flag story at the border my Keith Urban experience and more oh boy until then I thank you kindly